We have a great deal more kindness than is ever spoken. This is perhaps my favorite opening line of any work, taken from Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay on friendship. We have a great deal more kindness than is ever spoken. I think of the neighbor I've passed 1,050 times and, besides a wave or a nod, never said hello to. I think of my wife and how we say I love you every day in salutation, but if we really paused and said it in the depth of what that really means, we'd be pausing for a very long time. I think of the convenience store clerk, the police officer, the panhandler, the drug addict, and yes, even the criminal. I've never met anyone who did not have a great capacity to be kind. That doesn't mean at times they aren't very much an asshole, but true diplomacy in life is never seeking to counter the ass, but to appeal to the kindness in a man or woman. What they love and care about, what makes them laugh and come to life, not the stupid things they've done and the annoyances they can't seem to overcome. Emerson's statement may cause some grief when interpreted as, we have a great deal more kindness than we will ever know. Don't you think we hide our kindness sometimes? What if someone rejects it? What if someone thinks I'm hitting on them? What if someone thinks I'm just plain weird? Next to listening to someone, I know of no greater practice than to honor someone. Please go deeper than their appearance, their clothes, or how good they look, although it doesn't hurt. This is a virtue I see in you. This is something I saw you do that I admire. This is something you said that I resonated with. And it doesn't have to be words. You can honor someone by holding open the door for them, grabbing them a coffee, or writing them a note. To acknowledge someone's kindness with your own is to bring forth the best of ourselves. To know the deep kindness in your own being is to begin to practice it and bring much enjoyment to your life. Emerson continues, The whole human family is with an element of love like a fine ether. How many persons we meet in houses whom we scarcely speak to, whom yet we honor, and who honor us? How many we see in the street or sit with in church whom, though silently, we warmly rejoice to be with? Read the language of these wandering eye-beams. The heart knoweth. I can't help but think of Emerson's friends when reading these words, and how partially one of the great surges of American thought and spirit came forth because his community building, Margaret Fuller and Henry David Thoreau, and eventually Louisa May Alcott and Walt Whitman. Historians call it the Transcendentalist Club, but it was truly a movement of an evolved consciousness that continues to shape the thought of the American individual today, if not the true essence behind the American dream. Through his essay on self-reliance, Emerson helped define American independence. Through his essay on friendship, Emerson helped define the pastoral nature of America, to not withhold, judge, or create rules for your neighbor, but not necessarily to leave him or her alone either. The idea is to accept her just as she is, to argue with her kindly, but then allow her to do her thing, hopefully with a little bit more joy. These great independent things we do... We do them better with one another. Emerson says, I awoke this morning with devout thanksgiving for my friends, the old and the new. Shall I not call God the beautiful, who daily showeth himself so to me in his gifts? I chide society, I embrace solitude, and yet I am not so ungrateful as not to see the wise, the lovely, and the noble-minded, as from time to time they pass by my gate. Who hears me? Who understands me? becomes mine, a possession for all time. I personally like to think that my friends, as independent as they are, are also a piece of me, as I have earned them somehow. A right of consciousness, a sum of laughter, a gift of failures. Emerson says it better. My friends have come to me unsought. 
the great God gave them to me. By oldest right, by the divine affinity of virtue with itself, I find them, or rather not I, but the deity in me and in them, both to ride and counsel the thick walls of individual character, relation, age, sex, circumstance, at which he usually connives, and now makes many one. And yet, Emerson warns us, we must be our own before we can be another's. In that way, the truest friends are demonstrations of our ability to be true to ourselves. Emerson says so truly, every man alone is sincere. At the entrance of a second person, hypocrisy begins. And perhaps it is more these days and these times, but I don't know, is man sincere by himself? Perhaps it's just that he has never quite learned to be alone. He is always occupying his time with stuff, a pen and paper boxed in the garage. Schopenhauer discouraged reading because he thought it kept us from thinking for ourselves. Reading was just thinking someone else's thoughts, he said. Through social media and news, so many so-called individuals abandon their own thought, giving it away to the stream of consciousness of others. Perhaps for many of us, if we could learn to truly be alone again, we could prepare to be and meet better friends, friends that help us become that much more ourselves. I do not wish to treat friendships daintily, but with the roughest courage. When they are real, they are not glass threads or frost work, but the solidest thing we know.